Step up. Come on up. Believe the word. Hallelujah. And he will do great and mighty things. God bless you. It's so good to be here. Amen. And I can't, I can't think of a better place to be on the first Sunday of the year than right here at Life Tabernacle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. As, uh, as Pastor mentioned earlier, I, I, I'm so happy and excited. I have a book. I got a book. <laughs> I mean, it's like I dreamed about it. And I, I, I said, Lord, I would love to write a book, but I didn't know anything about it, how to do it, or nothing. But God put it in my heart, and, uh, and the Lord helped me to bring it to pass, and, and here it is. You don't have to wait till spring to have an Easter revival. This is a book of insights for young evangelists, especially those in ministry starting out and uh, wanting to know how God did it in my life and how he could do it in your life. But uh, I've had several people read it, and they say, man, this is great for anybody to read. And um, so with, with just being published, I don't have a lot of books with me. I only have about maybe six or seven. And uh, if you're interested after service, uh, <laughs> see me after service. And if I happen to run out, uh, that's okay. I could uh, mail you. When I get home, I got a few at home. And I could mail it to you as well. But I like to try to get this out in as many hands as possible this year. It's one of my goals. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I thank the Lord. I thank you, Lord. I want to know you. I want to trust you. I want to live for you. More now than ever before. Lord, today I ask that you would open our hearts open our minds to receive your word to be challenged by your word but most of all Lord that we might be obedient to your word embrace it and let it be a part of our lives there is no other option there's no other alternative and God we ask your perfect will to be done in Jesus name and everyone say amen Today, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm going to approach this a little bit different. I usually have you stand for the reading of the text. However, the text is the message. <laughs> and the message is the text. And if you stand for the reading of the message, then you'll be standing for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. And so I won't want you to go through that. So you may be seated. But if you would go to the Word of God and open it to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. The epistle of Paul to the church in Coloss. Last night, I was praying and seeking the Lord for direction for this service. And I began reading... Uh, in the book of Colossians one beautiful thing about the word of God that it is a living word it's more than just black ink on white paper it is a rhema word it's a right now word and as I was reading through these verses um, 
God began to deal with me and speak to me about some of the wonderful things that are recorded here. If I was to give this a title this morning, I would probably call it Prayers from the Prison House. Prayers from the Prison House. Amen. The reason I would call it that is because this is a letter. Everyone say a letter. It's a letter. An epistle is a letter. It's from the Apostle Paul while he was in prison in Rome. Uh, the Apostle Paul had had great revival in his missionary journeys. He traveled to the great metropolitan city of Ephesus. And there in Ephesus, revival broke out and began to spread all over the place. That's how God's word is. You can't contain it. You can't hide it. It spreads. Brothers and sisters, what we got is contagious. Hallelujah. This thing will spread. And revival began to spread. And in that revival in Ephesus was a young man, and I, I pronounce his name Epaphras. And uh, he was so impacted by what he heard, he went back to his hometown of Coloss. And he immediately began to share what he had learned from the Apostle Paul to his family, his friends, and suddenly that began to spread. And Epaphras began to start a work in Coloss. He started a small home missions church. And that church began to grow. And I'm telling you something, when people get a hold of the truth of the gospel, there's something about that word. It's a seed. It will grow. It will flourish. It will be fruitful. Because people want what we have. People desire this truth. And I'm going to tell you all something. You are some of the most blessed people because you got it. I said you got it. You've got the word. You've got the doctrine. You've got the name. You've got the spirit. We've got the hidden treasure. We got it. Hallelujah. We ought to be the most thankful. We ought to be the most excited. Amen. And this, this, this great, great revival began to spread, amen, through Coloss. And a great church got started. And they began to flourish. Now what happened was that after a few years of the church growing and being in revival, it got the devil's attention. And I'm going to tell you something. If you go in revival, you're going to get the devil's attention. If you start winning souls, you're going to get the devil's attention. Amen. If you start praising God and having a move of the spirit, you will get the devil's attention. Amen. So don't get bent out of shape when trials come your way. Don't be surprised when fire comes your way. It's a result of you doing something that you should be doing. Amen. Some people say, oh man, some people are like, man, I don't want no trouble from the devil. I don't want the devil on me. I don't want the devil messing with me. I'm scared of the devil. Amen. I had one guy tell me, he said, man, I don't, I don't, I don't hardly pray. I said, what? He said, because every time I pray, something wrong goes, goes on. I said, what do you mean? When I start praying, the devil start messing with me. I said, you know why? Because he don't want you to pray. Because he knows there's power in prayer. 
He knows there's victory in prayer. He knows there's over overcoming in prayer. He don't want you to fast. He don't want you to have revival. He don't want you to clap your hands. He don't want you to sing. He don't want you to worship. Hallelujah. But greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. So we don't have to worry about the devil and be afraid of the devil. I worry about people that don't have trouble. Because if you're not having any trouble, you're not doing anything. Amen. And so the enemy came against the church in Coloss and specifically by way of false doctrine and false teachers. They began to, they, they, they heard about the revival in Coloss. And so they began to start hanging around the saints and, and talking to the saints and, and spreading lies. You don't have to do all that. That's not necessary. Amen. And that same spirit is in this world today. Hallelujah. We need to be attuned to what the spirit is saying and not what all these other voices are saying. People coming around saying, oh man, y'all church is too strict. Oh man, y'all church is too hard. We don't do that down here at the first church of the frigid there. We don't do that. Our pastor don't preach that. Let me tell you something. You do what your pastor do, but we're going to do what our pastor teaches us to do. Hallelujah. We need to listen to one voice that God has set over us. And all these voices started coming around the church bringing confusion. And so the pastor, he decided he was going to go and pay a visit to the apostle Paul. And he traveled to Rome. And he went to the prison house and he met with Paul and told him all about what was going on in Coloss. Paul said, I'll, I'll straighten it out. Give me a pen. All right, all right, all right. He sat down and started writing this letter to the saints of Coloss, and this letter is for us today. So if you'd bear with me, let me just open up the letter and read it to you. Would that be all right? Paul, an apostle, of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timotheus our brother this is written to the saints not to the ain'ts amen if you're not born again this don't apply to you and that's the problem with a lot of people with the Bible they try to make the Bible apply to them when they're not even saved amen this is written to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. He's very specific here. Hallelujah. He said, those of you which are at Life Tabernacle. Hallelujah. Grace be to you. Somebody say, I'll receive it. And not only that, peace. Say, I'll receive it. From God, our Father, and the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, now we give thanks to God. Even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And look, we're praying for you. We're praying always for you. Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful to know somebody's praying for us? Yeah. Hallelujah. We have an intercessor that makes his intercession every day for every one of us. God is praying for us. Paul said, I've been praying for you since we heard of your faith. I, Paul never been to the church. He had never been to Colossus, but he heard of it. And I'm telling you, folks, 
the word is going forth. What's going on in Life Tabernacle is not just inside of these walls. People are hearing about what's going on here. Amen. He said, we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. We heard of the love which you have for all the saints. What, a, what wonderful characteristics to be known for. Man, you ever been to Life Tabernacle? Yeah, man. Those people love saints. They love people. When people walk in the sanctuary, that you feel love here. Amen. That's a wonderful thing. It's not cold. It's not distracting. When you come in the door, people greet you with a smile. They don't care what the color of your skin is, what your background is. Man, that's something unique about this church. There's love in this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the will of God. Hallelujah. Why do we have this love? Why do we have this faith? Verse 5 says it's for the hope which is laid up for us in heaven. Everything we do is because we got a place that we're going to. Hallelujah. Amen. That old songwriter said, the reason why I go to church, I don't want to be lost. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've got a hope laid up. What makes you so happy when things are going bad? Because I got a hope laid up. Hallelujah. What puts a smile on your face when you just lost your job? Well, I've got a hope that's laid up in heaven. Hallelujah. That nothing can stop. Praise God. He said, you've heard about it all before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it is in all the world. And wherever the gospel goes, it brings forth fruit. Yeah, yeah, amen. Hallelujah. As it does also in you since the day you heard it. Since the day you knew of the grace of God. You've been fruitful. Glory to God. From the very moment I knew that Jesus died for my sins. I've been fruitful. Because the gospel changes you. The gospel challenges you. It's the most amazing gift of salvation. Amen. That we should never take for granted. And then he goes on. He goes on with his letter. Hallelujah. In verse number seven. As you also learned of Pastor Corner, our dear fellow servant who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Thank God for Pastor. Amen. Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. See, pastor goes around, he brags about y'all. He brags, he, man, I got a wonderful church. <laughs> Amen. And then he goes on to say, for this cause, verse number nine. For this cause, since the day we heard it, since the day we heard about this church, we do not cease to pray for you. And this is his prayer. Number one, we desire that you might be filled, 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 filled. Not a quart low, not a half a tank, but what? Filled. filled, hallelujah, with the knowledge of God. Amen. The knowledge of his will. It's it's, it's, it's the prayer from the prison house that every one of us be filled with knowledge. Filled with knowledge. Filled with knowledge. 
You know what that requires? Studying. That requires reading. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you something, folks. I don't know what it is, but we are getting closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. We ought to be more radical. We ought to be more intense. It concerns me. Can I just talk to you? It concerns me. When I go to different churches and even sometimes, even, be honest, even here. I'm watching people. I'm looking at people and I wonder, do you get it? Do, do you understand what God Almighty has done for you? Because some of you, you, you don't convince me. Because I see you more excited by an NFL football game. I see you get more excited by the NBA playoffs. I see you get more excited. But when you stop and consider what God has done for us and what we have and how close we are to the coming of the Lord. How can you sit there and act like you don't care? One of the reasons why we can be so apathetic, one of the reasons why we can feel like we're in a cocoon and can't break out because we're not filled with the knowledge how can you worship someone you don't know anything about we got this little shallow thing and something's going on in the spiritual world the devil's objective is to get you so busy to get you so distracted to wear you down where you don't have time to pray you don't have time to read your bible amen we come to church and we go through the calisthenics and we're not learning anything. We don't have a personal walk with God. Hallelujah. And one thing that gets me is that from church to church, I'm noticing more and more and more people coming to church without their Bibles. <clears throat> Empty handed. Amen. No Bibles. I'm not talking about technology. I mean, if you got a Bible, you got a Bible. Whether it's on an iPad, a phone, it doesn't matter as long as you can get to the Word. But you got to have that Word. You got to have that Word. You don't go to battle without your machine gun. You don't go to battle without your sword. Hallelujah. How are you going to resist the devil if you don't have the shield of faith? I'm afraid in these end times, as we get closer to the Lord, we're getting more lazy. As we get closer to the Lord, hallelujah, we're getting more sleepy. As we get closer to the Lord, we just take it for granted we're going to make it. Don't take it for granted you're going to make it. The Bible says work it out. Work it out. Exercise. Take heed to yourself. Check yourself out. This is not a time to get relaxed. This is a time to get radical. We need to get radical. Break out of the shell. Break out of the fog. Break out of the mold. Quit being what we've been. Hallelujah. It's time to get on fire. It's time to work out your salvation. Because pastor, when that trumpet sound, 
on the day of the rapture, Lord Jesus, everybody's not going. We got folks here just take for granted, I'm going. No, you're not. You, the Bible says they that have made themselves ready. That means it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some denying of the flesh. It's going to take, hallelujah, it's going to take some repentance. Hallelujah. It's going to take some knocking down that filthy pride. Amen. We need to be filled. Everyone say filled. We need to be filled. That's Paul's prayer. He desire you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Every one of us ought to be able to know what his will is. We ought to know it. How can you know it if you don't study? How can you know it if you don't read? Hallelujah. But not only that, he said he wants to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We need to be students of the word. It's our necessary food. One writer said, I esteem your word more than my necessary food. Before I eat, I'm going to eat your word. Because your word is my bread. Your word is the water. Your word is my vitamins. Your word is my strength. Hallelujah. When you get that word inside of you, it'll affect the way you think. It'll change your attitude. It'll change the way you live. Which brings us to the next point in verse number 10. That ye might walk worthy. Hallelujah. Of the Lord unto all pleasing. We want to walk in a way that's pleasing to God. It's not going to work until you get that word in you. You can't do it just because somebody say do A, B, and C. You got to get that word in you, yourself. You got to do it because you want to do it. How come you don't do this? Because our church said, no, that's the wrong answer. How come you don't go here? My pastor preaches, no, that's the wrong answer. I do what I do because I know for myself that God, hallelujah, wants me to do it this way. I want to live pleasing to him. Hallelujah. We, we got this me mentality going on. Lord, I need you to do this for me. God, I need you. Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise you. It's always about me, 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 my, my. I don't understand. I can't do this. Uh-uh, no. It's about him, him, him. He created you for him. He put you here for him. You got no other purpose but to please him. He is the God of the universe. He's the shepherd of the sheepfold. We ought to be pleasing him. And what pleases him, pleases him, and it doesn't matter who it displeases. Church, we got a long way to go. We are so full of self. Oh, I, oh, I didn't know I was going to be preaching like this. We are so full of self. And you know what self comes from? Pride. You know the middle letter of pride? I. You know the middle letter of sin? I. Jesus said, deny yourself. Except you deny yourself, you can't be my disciple. Deny yourself. I don't feel like worshiping. Deny yourself. I don't feel like dancing. Deny yourself. 
I don't feel like clapping. I deny yourself. I don't feel like standing up. Deny yourself. I don't feel like smiling. Deny yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are so spoiled because we got it so easy. But we've got the best. We've got the best. We ought to be the most excited people in town. Oh, God. In 2018, don't let me be the same person I was last year. I'm tired of that one. I'm tired of being that way. I'm tired of being quiet. I'm tired of trying to figure it all out. I'm tired of worrying about what I look like or what somebody going to say about me. I want to please him. Amen. <clears throat> that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Watch this. Being fruitful in every good work. God's will is that you be fruitful. From the very beginning in the book of Genesis, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. You ought to be bearing fruit in your spirit. Nobody should be ever wondering, should I speak to her? She looked kind of upset. <laughs> Amen. Nobody should be afraid to approach you because you got a stone look on your face. You ought to be fruitful. Love and joy and peace ought to be radiating out of your spirit. There's no reason why you ought to be the kind of uh, so-called Christian you call yourself. And the reason why you're that way because you're not reading the Bible at home. You're not studying. You're not getting full. Let the pastor do all the studying. Let the preachers do all the studying. They go to Bible college. Let them get the word. No! Bible says study. Show yourself approved. Jesus said search the scriptures. Hallelujah. Every single one of us. I don't care. You can't read. Get a tape. Listen to it. But get that word in you that you may be pleasing unto him and be fruitful in every good work. And watch this. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Never always get, get a book. Go to the library. Go somewhere. But keep being hungry. Because I'm telling you, once that well opens up and you learn something here, you're like, oh my goodness, look at that. Then you're going to find something else and God begin to lead you. I pray, Lord, teach me. Open my eyes. Let me see the beauty of your word. Because this thing, oh, Lord. this book is a spiritual book. You're not going to get it with a carnal mind. You're not going to get it with a fleshly mind. We, we, in our flesh, in our flesh, we open the Bible up and try to read it. You're not going to get it. It's not written for you to get it that way. You got to get in the spirit. Hallelujah. When you open the Bible and you start reading all that King James English, you can't understand it. Then you get some watered down translation that takes away a lot of the meaning. You still ain't going to understand it. And so you just quit reading it all together. I, I just can't understand it. I read a verse and I forget what I just read. Because you're carnal. When you open that Bible up. And you prayerfully approach it. And you say, Lord, speak to me. Open my understanding. David said that I may behold the beauty and the mysteries of your word. I'm telling you, God will do it. 
he will open your eyes when you approach that word in the spirit you'll start seeing things you've never seen before you'll be like man I never read that or I saw it but I never saw it that way it becomes alive and it gets inside of you hallelujah it gets a hold of you and it opens up a hunger that can't be quenched and you keep reading and you keep studying and you keep learning and you keep growing but if you don't do it you ain't gonna make it because this is the will of God this is not a recommendation this is a commandment and if you would do that verse 11 says you will be strengthened with how much might how much might how much might Lord Hammer, I want all might be strong in the Lord hallelujah and in the power of his might be strong in the Lord I want to be strong in God I don't want to be whimpering broken crippled up always needing somebody to help me no sir I want to be able to plant my feet square my shoulders in the name of Jesus I know who I am I know what I can do I know what I have hallelujah and ain't no devil in hell that can stand against me all by myself that's for every one of us every last one of us need to have that oh, we need to have it somebody say I need it I need it. Be strengthened with all might according. Oh my goodness. According to his, not yours. According to his glorious power. When I read these verses, I'm saying, oh my goodness, I'm missing out on so much. All this is for me. I should be up here. I'm way down here. That's going to change. That's going to change. I'm going to read it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to obey it. I'm going to live it. But everybody's not going to do it because some people just relaxed in where they are. Ain't going to miss out. <coughs> Can you say amen? amen. Someone say power. Because you need that power. Because he says this power is to all patience. And all long suffering with joyfulness. How can you go through trials with a smile on your face? You need his power. You can't do that in your own strength. He said he'll, he'll give you power. You can, go, you can have patience with joy. You can have long suffering with joy. It confuses the devil when you can still have joy going through stuff. You can't do that in your own power. You need his power to make it through. Oh, hallelujah. God, I want it. I want it this year. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father. Giving thanks unto the Father. And then Paul goes into the reasons why we ought to thank him. When I was reading this last night, and I know I've read this many times before. Something hit me last night. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I said, Lord, give me direction for this morning service. And I'm thinking all the different sermons that I already have. And, and God, maybe you're going to give me a fresh sermon. But when I, woo, when I read this, I couldn't hardly keep still in my room. I started dancing in my room. And, man, I was bouncing around in my hotel room. 
I said, you know what? In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I'm feeling, right? And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to preach this tomorrow. And when they hear what I heard, they're going to be feeling it too. Hallelujah. Man, I saw people dancing and shouting and running around the room. Let me tell you. Let me show you. Paul said, be thankful. Everyone say, be thankful. <laughs> if you got something to complain about, put it out the way and be thankful. This is what we need to be thankful for. Verse number 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Number one. Number one. God made us fit to be inheritors. Hallelujah. He made us fit. We can't make ourselves fit. We were undone. We were messed up. We were against God. But God said, I'll fix it for you. I'm going to make you fit. I'm going to make you able to receive an inheritance of the saints. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Verse 13. And this is where I started to start jumping up off my bed. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? I'm delivered. I'm delivered. He hath delivered you from the power. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. He hath delivered. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. He came to the prison. He broke open the doors. He let, he let me out. What's wrong with you? I've been set free. What's wrong with you? I've been set free. Somebody say God did it. He delivered me. Because see, there's a real power of darkness. There is a real devil. You don't believe it? Look outside. Read the news. There is a real power of darkness. And it's got people in bondage. People in bondage, they can't help themselves. They are slaves to sin. Addicted. Helpless. Brought about by sin, dragged around by sin, and everything they try to do won't work. They are captured by the enemy. They have no joy, they have no hope. All they got is some superficial thing, a little bit here and a little bit there, but everything keeps crumbling. Captive! But God set us free. From the power of darkness. So you know what? I don't have to be scared of the devil no more. I ain't got to be scared of the devil. <laughs> I've been delivered from his power. But wait! It gets better. He not only delivered us, but he translated it's not something he's going to do it's something he's already done 
we have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son right now right now I ain't worried about what's going on in politics I don't care who the president is I'm not a Democrat I'm not a Republican I'm from another kingdom I'm just a visitor here I'm just an ambassador. I represent a new king. I represent a new home. I'm getting ready to go somewhere else. I don't have time for that. Hallelujah. I've been translated into his kingdom. Oh. See, some of us have been translated according to the word, but not according to our experience. We've been translated, but we're not living translated. We've been translated, but we don't think translated. Because we're not full of the wisdom and knowledge of God. We're not reading the Bible. We got so many rights. We got so many blessings that we're not taking advantage of. Because we're so lazy. We don't re want to read the Bible. We don't want to pray. We're so tired. 9 in 2018. 9 in 2018. Hallelujah. He's going to be number one. He's going to be first. I'm going to make some commitments. I'm going to make some new beginnings. I'm going to make some new starts. Jesus, I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to live your word. Hallelujah. I'm going to change. Oh, man. Woo. He has translated us into the kingdom. Oh, thank you, Lord. Of his dear son. What's the son's name? In whom... We have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. My sins have been forgiven. My, my sins have been forgiven. My past forgiven. My present forgiven. My future. Hallelujah! Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody... Oh, man, 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 come on, come on. Somebody need to wake up. Somebody need to recognize what they got. Somebody need to... Thank you. Thank you. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus, the one we sing about, the one we pray to, the one that's in the room right now. He is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. He, he's not a second God. He's not somebody coming from a trinity of gods. He is the express image of God's person. In other words, he is God in person. Ain't nobody like him. Never was, never will be. Throughout all eternity, he's the only one. He's the only true God. He's the firstborn of every creature. He's the firstborn of every creature. 
He's the firstborn of every creature. What do I mean? He was born first? No, no, that's not what it's saying. He's not saying he was born first. It, it, it's talking about his status. Because the being firstborn was the highest order. He's the highest of all creatures. He's the firstborn of every creature. There's none greater than him. There's none top than him. Hallelujah. There's none mightier than him. For by him were all things created. Everything that's in heaven, everything that's in the earth, whether it's visible or invisible, whether it be thrones, dominions, principality, powers, all things were created by him. And guess what? For him. For him. For him. <laughs> you know why Jesus gave you a mouth? To praise him with. You know why you got hands? To lift up to him. You know why you got feet? So you can dance before him. He did it all for him. Look at somebody and say, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. <laughs> it's about him. Oh, man. Okay, let me get about, let me go about four more verses and I'm done. Verse number 17, somebody read it for me. And. Y'all got y'all Bibles. Do y'all have y'all Bibles? Somebody stand up. Boldly read it. Verse 17. Go. And he is before all things. It's before what? All things. Before what? All things. Do y'all hear that? Right. He is before some things. All things. All things. I mean, he before your job. He's before your spouse. He's before your children. He's before your college. He's before all things. Amen. And what else? And by him, all things consist. By him, everything's, everything stick together. By him, everything stick together. Hallelujah. By him, your marriage will stick together. By him, your relationships will stick together. By him, your soul will stick together. Hallelujah. He is before all things. In 2018, he got to be number one. In 2018, he got to be number one. He got to be number one. I'm resolution, resolution time. Jesus gonna be number one. Amen. Oh man, I tell you what. He's the head of the body, which is the church. He's the beginning. He's the firstborn of the dead, from the dead. That in all things he might have preeminence. He's above everything. Why? Verse 19 tells us why. For it pleased the Father. God said, I like it like this. That in him should all fullness dwell. In other words, everything you need, you can find it in him. It's in him. It's not in the drugs. It's in him. 
It's in him. It's not in that woman. It's in him. Amen. Everything you need, it's in him. And now I'm coming down for the landing. Verse number 20. Woo! Boy, I tell you, I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> and having made peace through the blood of his cross. See, that blood was necessary. It was necessary for him to die at Calvary because he made peace by him to reconcile or bring together all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Jesus was the answer. He's the mediator. He's the go-between. He was the only one that was able to bring heaven to earth and earth to heaven. He was the only one. He was suspended between heaven and earth with his arms stretched. Why? To bring us together. And you, everyone say me. me. You, talking about saints, saints of God, believers, you were sometime in your past alienated. You were a stranger. And listen, if you're not saved, that's your condition right now. And people lie to themselves so much. People that are not saved constantly lie to themselves. I'm okay. I'm not a bad person. Me and God, we tight. <laughs> what? I pray to God, God bless me. You're not even saved. And don't you know, the devil can bless you too. If it'll keep you from doing God's will. He'll pour blessings on you. I'm doing good, man. I don't need to go to church. That's the devil messing with you. Amen. You're an alien. You're outside of the covenant. And not only that, the Bible says you're an enemy. You're an enemy of God in your mind by wicked works. I'm not as bad as him. That's by your standard. But when you measure yourself to God's standard, you're in trouble. Wicked minds, wicked minds, wicked thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Your thoughts is just as, just as much as you actually doing it. I'm a, I'm a good person. I, I, I'm not much of a sinner. Let's put your thoughts on the screen and show it to everybody. Folks will be running out of here. Lord. <laughs> Amen. In your mind, wicked works. But look what he did. Yet now have he reconciled. He brought us together. He took all that out the way in the body of his flesh through death to present us all before God as holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. I couldn't do that in my own strength. I couldn't do that in my own power. I can't stand before a holy God and be innocent of all charges. I can't do it. But Jesus did it. He did it for us. Now we can stand before God with no spot, no blemish, no wrinkle, no record of sin. How? By the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all of our sins. Jesus did it for us. He did it for you. He did it for me. 
Hallelujah. In the last verse, 23, all this, all this belongs to us. If, everyone say if. If, if we continue in the faith grounded and settled. Get it settled. Make your mind up right now. I'm settling it right now. I ain't playing no more. No more excuses. No more messing around. I'm tired of being the way I've been. I'm settling it right now. I'm going to do what God wants. I don't care what nobody says, what nobody thinks. I'm grounded. I'm settled. I'm going to hang in here. I'm not going backwards. I'm moving forward. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature. Let's stand. James said, be not hearers only, be doers. Doers. Some people get it, some don't. Some people will, some won't. It's just the nature of man. It breaks my heart to see what you could have been, what you could be. Because I see what your potential and I see what, what God could do in your life. But it hurts when you see people resisting and prideful, arrogant. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but everybody don't want to go God's way. See, you want to go your way. You want to go according to your plan. You know, me and God, you know, we tight, you know. You can't, you can't judge. The Bible said, ain't it somehow the devil quotes scripture at you? The Bible said you can't judge. The Bible said don't judge. You got that all out of context. You got it all wrong. I have a license to judge. Hallelujah. You got a license to judge. See something out of order? You need to get it in order. Warn the brethren. But folks that don't want to be saved, don't judge me. And that religious garbage, receiving the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not scripture. And you know what people have done with that? I, I received the Lord as my personal Savior. I mean, that means he's your personal Savior. That what God is to you may not be what God is to him. See, he talks to me different. I don't see nothing wrong with wearing my hair like this. I don't see nothing wrong with dressing like this. That's between me and my personal Savior. Let me tell you something. What God says for you, he says for you and you and you and you and you. It's the same word. Don't be deceived. Don't receive a lie. Don't get comfortable. Don't relax. It's warfare, brother. It's warfare. Don't sit back and relax. Pick up your sword. Pick up your shield. Get off the defensive. Get on the offensive. And let's make a difference in our personal lives with God. Let's get into that word, young people. Study it. Read it. You don't need nobody to help you. God will help you. Open it up on your knees and say, Lord, speak to me. 
ready. This year, this year, I'm going to get deep in your word. Just a little at a time. Feed me. Feed me. Like, like, like the birds feed the little, the little, little birdies. Just drop a little seed here and there, Lord. Help me to grow. I don't want to stay like I am. I don't want to stay like I am. Help me. Help me to understand. Help me to be rooted, grounded. Help me to realize what I got. Fill me up with wisdom. So when I come into the church house, nobody got to pump me up. I come in rejoicing. Come in because I know what I have. Bow your heads with me right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this letter. As a matter of fact, Lord, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it again with fresh eyes. Just you and me, Lord. I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to open it up to Coloss. And I'm going to read it again. And, and I want you to let me see. Help me to grasp what you're saying to me. Show me the changes I need to make. And, and you know something, Lord? I'll even write it down. What you tell me. What I need to start doing. I'll write it down. The things you want me to stop doing. I, I'll write it down. And Lord, I'm going to follow your will tired of being a spectator I gotta make it to heaven you made a way for me and it's only your way I can't do it my way it's gotta be your way and I need your help strengthen me strengthen me Lord if you lead me I'll follow you I will I'll do it if I gotta do it by myself but I've gotta change this year something inside of me is yearning something inside of me is crying out I need you more now than ever Help me, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Oh, God. If you're here just today and, and, and you're feeling what I'm feeling, you say, Lord, I'm going to make a resolution. Things going to be different. I wonder if you, if you step out from where you are and come gather around the front and say, Lord, this is going to be a different year for me. I'm going to line up to holiness. Holiness. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to resist you. I want to walk worthy of what you've done for me. You deserve more than what I'm giving. That's how you feel coming to the front, if you will, and join us around the front. Lord, I can do more than what I've been doing. Yes, you can, sir. You're not smarter than God. You'll never understand his depth of wisdom. Break your pride and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I can't be like this. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to miss the rapture. God, this year, I resolve to be changed. I've got to change. Don't wait for your friends. Don't wait for their approval. you got to be pleasing to God and God only. Be pleasing to God and God only. This is for you, Lord. Come on, you got more than that. You can break that alabaster box. Break it. Break your spirit. Break your flesh. Break your carnal mind. Break it. Quit being so prideful. Open up your spirit and pour it out to God. Say, Lord, I need you. I'm going to change. I'm going to be different. Hallelujah. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Send me. <laughs>
what you want me to be. Hallelujah. Come on, break through the flesh. Get through the flesh. Get in the spirit. Open your mouth and speak in tongues. Let the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost move on you. Drink it in. Drink it in. <laughs> Let's go together in the Holy Ghost. You are the God of the breakthrough. When I can't see my way through. And I really don't know what to do. I look to you. Breakthrough. Walls fall down when I shout through. Strongholds break when I pray through. Break on through. I'm going to praise you. Get through you the flesh. The Get through the veil. You are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of the breakthrough. Praise Him. When I can't Worship Him. Way Love Him. I really don't know this for you, what God. to do. This for you. To you. Break through. Walls fall down when I shout through. Strongholds break when I pray through. So I'm going to praise you. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. He delivered you. You are the God of the breakthrough. He saved you. And I can't see my way through. He healed you. I really don't know what to do. I look to you. Breakthrough. Oh. Walls fall down. Oh. Strongholds break Shut when up. I pray through. I'm gonna praise you, you are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough. Oh, you are the God of the breakthrough, yeah, yeah. Say you are. Breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my struggle. God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough.